Hello, welcome to What Theatre Means to Me. My name is Todd Dugan. I'm a musical theatre performer, producer, and podcaster. And in this podcast, I chat to actors and creatives about their theatre journeys so far, their career highs and career lows, and what theatre really means to them. In this episode, I chat to my lovely friend, Cameron Walker Powell. Cameron graduated from Guildford School of Acting during the pandemic, so we chat a lot about the pandemic graduation and that kind of life, and also his late coming to the industry when he was a teenager. This episode has a bit of a sound issue due to some background noise where we recorded it. I've tried my best with it, but it doesn't disrupt from the episode too much, so I hope it's not too distracting for you. So yeah, that's everything. Here's what theatre means to Cameron Walker Powell. Hello, everyone. Welcome to What Theatre Means to Me. I'm joined today with the lovely Cameron Walker Powell. Hi, Cam. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Thank you. Yeah, how's things? Oh, good, mate. Bobbing along. Bobbing along. Doing what I can. Singing a song. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. So, my first question for you is... Let me find it. What's the first thing you remember, like, seeing at the theatre when you were a kid? What's the first thing that you saw? I imagine, well... I know a story about when I was a kid. Um, my mum took me to a pantomime. I don't remember this. It's just a little... And a personal anecdote for you all. Go for it. Um, she took me to a panto, the local panto, and it was Peter Pan. Um, and uh, the moment Captain Hook stepped out, I burst into tears. <laughs> I mean, imagine this is probably like 15 minutes into the into the show. I thought you were going to say you were 15. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was 15, the first thing I saw. Um, no, yeah. Burst into tears, would not stop crying. So, like 25 minutes in, yeah. left the theatre, went home on the bus. She left everyone else. Well, obviously my dad was there and stuff, but yeah. But no, first thing I actually remember, probably Billy Elliot. Nice. Um, I was in primary school. Um, Did you see it in town? Yeah. Yeah, saw it. Wherever it was. Where Hamilton is. It's where Hamilton is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw that. No, I must have been, I must have been about 10. That's the first thing I can really remember seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. And was that the thing that, like, from then you were like, I want to be an actor? Was it then that some, some of the sparks, or was no, it like... Not really. I didn't really... I didn't really think of it as a, as a potential career until really quite late. Yeah. I didn't really get into it until I was, like, 16. Yeah. And then at 17... I went to a, a private school, um, and at private school, it's literally like this is the, on, the only route you've got is like go to university, get your degree, yeah, um, you know, essays galore and all this sort of stuff, or you go on a gap year and then you go back and do your degree, yeah. Whereas I'm sat there like in all these talks with like these ex students that are now doctors and, and all this, I thinking, I this is not. Yeah. At all, um, I was always much more practical. Like I love my sport. I couldn't write about sport. Or I couldn't, you know, I'm not good at writing. So I thought I need something that doesn't require so much writing. Yeah. So I had a conversation with my drama teacher, and she was like, "Well, yeah, this is sort of 
the options in terms of theatre and, and drama school look like or something yeah. potentially I was very interested in and I was very fortunate to, to, to get in because yeah. um, it's, it's very difficult um, yeah, and I was very very lucky that's good so did you did you do some like drama levels and stuff before going to drama school and that kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. so but as I say I was quite fortunate the school I went to had a very good drama department and a good budget so we did some very good shows yeah um, and I only really did my first show because there was a girl I really fancied who was doing it and she was like oh and she was older than me as well <laughs> so she was like oh yeah you should come along you should come along I was like oh my god she wants me to spend time <laughs> I'll do it I'll do it and I just I went with the perfect audition song for yeah. West Side Story I sung Dear Darling by Ollie Murs <laughs> just so perfect <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I did that. West Side Story was the first show I was in. Yeah. Um, and did drama GCSE. It was a bit. It was all. It's all been a bit of a crazy story actually, because I originally didn't pick drama for my GCSE. So there's a chance I just wouldn't have done any drama after the age of fifteen. I mean, you know, like serious drama. Yeah, GCSEs, yeah. A levels and um, you know, acting or whatever. Um, but yeah, didn't pick, didn't pick it for my GCSE. Started on the, on my D Design and Technology GCSE. Yeah. Two weeks in, I was like, oh, I'm not really enjoying it. And I spoke to a friend. He was like, just come and do drama. Like, just try it. You know, you've got two years before your GCSEs. Just come to drama, and we'll see if we can if you enjoy it. And like that. And then that, I was off. I loved it, and I had some amazing experiences. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good memories. Good memories. That's good. I'm probably that and sport are probably my only properly good memories from school. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good That's times. it. Because yeah, school school's just tough, isn't it? It oh, is like, tough. Like, you I look think, back. When you think about it now, and the things you go through in terms of you know personal relationships and all that sort of thing, like, oh, it's awful. And the fact, like. Like someone like me, and I'm sure there's loads of other people like me. Exams, like exams in English and writing thousands of words in an essay, is horrendous. Yeah. I couldn't imagine anything worse. But unfortunately, I had to do it, and I went to. A, a, I keep saying it, I went to a really good school. Something like sixty percent of my year got eleven A stars, and I was nowhere near that. Yeah. And I was just like the runt of my year. I was literally only kept in school because I was good at sport. I was in the first team was at school and I was good at drama and I, I did have something to offer the school like as, a, as, a, as an image yeah someone who's good at sport they invite people to come and watch a, a hockey a hockey match or they right. come and invite you to come and watch the, sh- the show I can deliver on that school yeah in a good way yeah that's literally the only reason I was kept at that school because I did not make the grades at GCSE or A levels so yeah, and they make you feel like it's the be-all and end-all, don't they? They really oh, do. They make oh, you feel so... Yeah. And it really isn't, because yeah. everyone's... And the more you get get through, it's like GCSEs is so important. If you don't get in GCSEs, you don't do this. But then you get onto A-levels, and suddenly GCSEs are completely irrelevant. Like, yeah. I've not gone to a single audition or just a you know regular job interview and then be like, you've got these as your GCSE. It's like, sorry. He's got not. a D in geography, I'm yeah. really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing. Obviously, yeah, I mean, I've not, I've not really experienced 
many interviews, but it's probably just the line of work that I go for, that they even look at my degree, things yeah. like that. Perhaps at a time when I maybe need to look at something a bit more sustainable, um, it might come into it more, but yeah, it's, it's difficult growing up. It's a, it's a funny one. It is a funny one. Yeah. That's good. No, it's, that's, I didn't know that it, you didn't get into it till like 16, oh, that's yeah. mad. Literally did not have a singing lesson until I was 17. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was partly, it was just that I had, I was really good at sport, so I love that as a hobby, but you know, if you're going to make a career in sport, you, you set up very early on, like you're in your academies or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just not very intellectual, so things like accounting and that sort of stuff. No, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. To be fair, I'm quite good with numbers, but I don't want to do no. numbers all day. All like, day, yeah. yeah so, it drives me nuts, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a long journey to get to yeah. doing drama, and unfortunately, I'm quite, well, I think I'm quite good at it. But, yeah, apparently not, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That's good. So, so then coming out of coming out of drama school, and obviously we did we graduated in the best year, the ever. best year ever. Literally, it was so good. It was I so so better. good. So, yeah. uh, what have you kind of learnt since like at your time at drama school and since graduating about like about the industry things that you um, essentially what I'm asking is what are like the current highs and lows for you. After after graduating and um, or even during that time at drama school, or I suppose it's all it's hindsight really. Like it's just it was it's been pretty difficult because in my third year I was doing I was doing pretty well with auditions. Um, I got to finals for at least yeah, a couple of shows in in town. Um, so I was like, great, you know. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't book them, but I was getting to a getting good point. To, yeah, absolutely. So I was like, brilliant. And then, boom, doors shut, everything's locked down, um, and suddenly all the what do you call it momentum is completely gone. Yeah. Um, and the first self tape I got in lockdown was that um, Adam's Family one that literally every boy under the age of 28 auditioned for. I mean, I remember going on my Instagram, and because it was the only thing anyone was doing, yeah. everyone was saying, oh, self-tape live, and you just knew that everyone was up for... The same stuff. Family, literally, yeah. Um, and then coming out of the lockdown, I was getting a lot of auditions through the same cast and director as those well, one of those auditions, um, but it was just, you don't know, because he might have, if nothing had closed down, that same director, that same casting director might have had a, another set of auditions two weeks later, yeah. after the finals, and I could have booked it just because they'd seen me in the other audition and thought, oh, he'd be great for this, but, so that was a, that's been pretty difficult to have been in a really good position and then to lose all of that momentum coming out of it and yeah. feel like because there was well, there was definitely one set of grads in between I mean 
they sort of came out and it was just the ball was rolling again. Whereas we came out and there was the ball had very much stopped and was rolling the other way. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty tough highs. Well, I suppose I've just got I've just got to be um, just got to be grateful that I've I've done something. I've done some bits because yeah. there are people that, that haven't known been fortunate in that someone like yourself who's organised something has invited me to do it so then another a friend from uh, well a couple of friends from my year also took up the, produ- the producing type thing yeah um, they also invited me along to do a couple of things um, but the first biggest sort of thing I did since was the show I did in Malta last year no of course that, yeah. was, that was that was a good time I bet how long were you out there again for five weeks like five weeks it was, a, it was a week of shows because the, the, because the country is so small you could put whatever lame is on and it'd only be on for a week because there's not enough people to come to support the it for, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for longer than that money any so yeah so that was probably a personal highlight I think um yeah, not too. I mean, yeah, not too many highlights, but you just got to hold on to the little things. That's the really. thing, and we and we have to remember. I keep forgetting that we're, st- we're still quite young. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah. Like it. It will all happen eventually. Like. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I, th- I look at I look at people in shows and I look at people that are getting regular work mm-hmm. and they're in there. Thirties, early thirties. You can be one of the lucky people. You could, yeah. As soon as you get out, or equally, I mean, people like Jordan Luke Gage. He didn't yeah. get his first job until six years after drama school. Yeah. So like, and he's now literally he's, he's like everywhere. One of the names yeah. in the industry. So yeah, you just and unfortunately, I, I do think. But well, I I feel for myself the way my voice is. I'll probably be far more marketable in five years' time than I will be now. Oh yeah, I I'm I feel exactly yeah. the same. I feel like a lot of in even in sort of ten twenty years' time, that's when the roles for me are yeah are reachable. They're yeah. not reachable for a twenty three year old, yeah. but they're reachable for a 35, 40 year old. As long as I look old enough to play <laughs> someone's dad, I think I'll be yeah, fine. Be fine. I think that's it. I've just got to. It's just what the industry wants right now is that toddler-looking boy who can literally bell higher than females. Like, yeah. That's literally all. It's not all they want, but it is. It's the trendy thing. That's right the now. trendy. It's the, yeah. It's the top tenner. Um, and you watch it yeah. and you go, it's impressive. But every new show's doing the same. The same. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like, but, and yeah, it is it is impressive, and I'm very jealous. I did my dissertation on this topic. Did you? I feel quite strongly about it. Um, well, obviously, because I want obviously I want to do well. No, of yeah. course, yeah. But yeah, it was. It's, I could talk about it for ages, just because you know, you go back 50 years and everyone sounded like you and I, like yeah. really rich, full sound, which is obviously its own skill. Um, whereas now everyone sounds completely different sings a lot higher which again is another skill but we've got to appreciate that they both exist yeah and accommodate for both yeah in this in- yeah. yeah because I mean I don't know can less people sing high or is it, is it a fairly even 
fairly even balance. I don't really know. I don't. I don't know. The, the skill is making singing really high sound noise because yeah. I think because you can sit there and listen to someone who can sing really high. But I mean, as, as you can with people that sing low, I suppose. But um, yeah. So give me five years, and then I'll be um, shacking out the vibrato left, right, centre <laughs> as a cover dad. That's it. Whatever it is. Or even just more. A golden age revivals would be nice. Uh, yeah, but golden age revival that's not got something crazy going. Yeah, on. just <laughs> as it was. Yeah, it. <laughs> like in, in the words Harry Styles, just keep it. As it was. Yeah. yeah no. Very well there, but I, I did, <laughs> are you listening, Harry? Um, he is his favourite podcast. Is I, it? I, yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. In fact, he sat over there. He sat listening right, in. Is listening in. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so hopefully we'll see. But it's it's all like people still do appreciate the classic version of it's of. Otherwise, you know, people would look up the likes of Howard Kill and all these people. Yeah. Um, they're literally famous for that sound. So yeah. I'm not saying I sound like Howard Kill, but I'm more him than I am. Jeremy Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, or Jeremy Jordan literally. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll come. It'll come back. It will. Um, I- I've got a bit of facial hair, so I'm gonna go. That's it. That's what I've done with my new headshots. I've done that on purpose, yeah. just to. Oh, because things like Frozen, they love a beard. Yeah. Um, I'd love to be in that show. I'd just, uh, just to get in the room for that, for yeah. the um, big summer blowout guy would just be. Oh yeah, yeah. Oaken, I think. Uh, yeah, Oaken. Yeah, he'd be fun. That'd be fun. Be him, and then like cover hearts. Right? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be nice. nice. Mm. I'm not asking for much. <laughs> Please. If you're listening, um, come back. We're we're here we're for here. you. Yeah. In the National Theatre, on the third floor, second floor. <laughs> Just come find us. Come find us. We're sat here. Um, okay. So my next question is: What um, have you got any kind of advice for people? Um, getting into the industry or they're just graduate, about to graduate or they're at drama school or wanting to go to drama school people or, or little tips and tricks that you've kind of uh, kind of things that people have told you and you go oh that's really good advice or um, yeah it's difficult it's a funny one trying to give advice because people always like I'm no Alice Fern I'm no Jordan Gage, for example. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of experience to give people advice on. And I think it's... I also think it's a bit funny that we only ever ask those types of people what the, the advice is, because they're obviously extremely talented. They've got to, they, there's reasons why they've got to where they are. No, of course. But literally every single person has a completely different experience. Yeah. And I think that's probably a really important thing to learn, is that no one person's advice is going to be completely suitable for you yeah um, I completely agree I think you've got you've got to soak it all up like a sponge and then just pick out the things that are relevant yeah. to you or think or even yeah just go you know that that bit wasn't for me but it might have been from a, a mate who also heard it but it, yeah. that, that doesn't apply to me or yeah and you've just got to find what I think in the most selfless way possible you do sort of have to think of yourself as well yeah just take the bad times with a pinch of salt like just don't just try not to worry as much I mean but I'm a real just I'm just a very relaxed type person yeah. so 
but yeah, don't. So my advice would be, don't take any advice. Basically, yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. But also, if you're at drama school um, and you're worrying about agents and stuff like that, what I think most important is like you've just got to really try and find that person that you connect with most. Yeah. And yeah, just don't. Just yes, yeah, my, my advice is just don't stress. Like, but. I'm not sure that's great advice, but no, I, I, I agree because I think equally when you're fi- when you're finding an agent or something, mm. they're working for you as much as you're working yeah. for them, and you've got to have a really good you've got to have a really good relationship with yeah. them. So some of the big agents you might they might ask to be represented for you, but if you don't feel like they're right for you, yeah. you don't have to f- feel like, or even if you don't get rep from an agent at all or, or yeah. you don't feel like any of the agents that wanted yeah. to represent you are right for you that's fine Be, mm. being self-represented is people do it people do so, it all the time and get good work yeah 100% so yeah um, anything else I don't think so yeah no, no. Else. Yeah, that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so my my final little little question for you is the name of the podcast what does theatre mean to you what like could be you can interpret that in whatever way you like Cam I think someone I suppose it's coming, someone coming to it quite late as well yeah. that would yeah, be really like interesting some people literally like live and start breathe at the it. age of three like they go to dance and if you like if you I mean people definitely enjoy it so yeah. you do you but I don't know. I, yeah. It's just awesome, I think. I don't know what it necessarily means to me, but when I think about it, it just I think it's amazing. I mean, everything's theatre, isn't it? Sport is theatre. Film is theatre. Everything's like dra- dramatic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought. I suppose the moment I really remember is the first thing I saw after the lockdown was Come From Away. It was the first time I saw it. And I just remember the like overwhelming emotion of being back in the theatre and yeah. watching something, especially something as powerful as Come From Away. There was nothing like oh, it, was there? That first, that first yeah. trip back to the theatre was something else. Yeah. I can't remember what I saw in that time, but it was just... I was going to something like Come From Away because if I'd seen, I don't know, something horribly <laughs> traumatic, it might not have been quite so. No, of course. Oh, but seeing something like that. But yeah, I just, yeah, I suppose passion is something that I love. I love, you know, putting on a new cast album and listening to, but if it's a new, uh, what do you call it? Not reimagined, but a new version of it's yeah. already been like listening to the way things are done differently. Well, like the new, like, yeah. But particularly with like that Oklahoma. That's on. Yeah. The cast album is so different to the original. To the original. So, I mean, so did you like see that. it in town? I've not yet. seen it yet. I was sort of, I sort of Becca last year at the Young Vic. Yeah. And it's really good, but there's just there's it's a, a bit crazy. There's a bit crazy. Yeah. There's a bit where me and Becca full, full nearly both had a panic attack yeah. in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have heard some crazy things. About um, it. It's worth seeing. It's that as well, isn't it? It's that 
but it's sort of like art, isn't it? Yeah. And like, I can't remember the name of the artist, but they like, it's a, it's literally like an unmade bed with just like rubbish all around it. I can't remember it. But if you look it up, like unmade bed art, literally, right. it just looks like someone's bedroom and it's in like the National Gallery. It's yeah. like that is art. It's like you can literally do anything with it. No matter if I interpret something really badly, but people come and see it, that is theatre. Like yeah. Anything can be described as theatre or drama or whatever. Or art, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really what I think is cool about it is that also people interpret it differently. The way you see Hamilton might be completely different to the way I see Hamilton. Your yeah. favourite show is completely different to my show, and I think it's nice it can appeal to everyone in a different way. Yeah, I think, and I think especially more recently, theatre and the shows that production companies are deciding to put on are a lot more accessible and a bit more broad yeah. to to kind of cater for those yeah. different which wider audiences, which is really nice because it hasn't always hasn't always been like that. It's all it used to be quite elitist, and some yeah. in some forms it can still kind of be, but it's getting so much better than it used to be. Yeah. Um, which is really nice. It's changing a lot as well. I think, yeah. Theatre. Although some of the some of the prices for some of the things at the minute, I'm like, yeah. Trying to get a streetcar ticket is. Oh, is it? Not good. Like yeah. two hundred pounds. Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to be coming over to do Sunday. Yeah. It was like cheapest ticket, two hundred twenty pounds, and it was like just extortion. It's just mad, isn't it? Yeah. But, but then we complain about the the amount actors get paid yeah so it's like but I'm sure that I'm sure they don't have to put the price up that much to then pay us more you know that's the thing um, I saw a comparison the other day of a Broadway pay and a West End oh, yeah. pay yeah. I think it was on TikTok or something yeah um, and it was really interesting and I was oh, like so that's... they get paid ridiculous yeah there, but I mean I think there's this 17 stand up for 17% oh something yeah something like that yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't my friends understand it a bit more them more than it does me at the moment because they're working uh, but yeah so it's, it's moving along um, but yeah and then we had that old Alison Hammond Dermot O'Leary oh, yeah. thing recently yeah that was bad yeah that was really bad especially because then well there's now these there's these relaxed performances now isn't there that they invite people to where you're encouraged to just sing when you want. But like, I went to see Battle of Hell a couple of weeks ago because I had a couple of friends in it. Um, and I arrived late because the trains were just awful. So I was putting a seat on the end of the aisle and there were a group of three ladies in front of me just giving it full yeah. On the whole and way through. The full way through the first act, just absolutely shack it out. <laughs> and I, to be fair, I've seen I've, I've seen Battle of Hell before, so I wasn't too like sharp yeah. for that particular show. Um, but also, it's sort of Battle of Hell, like it's got more of a cult type following in that they love me both and yeah. all that. But if I'd gone and seen that Oklahoma for example and a group of three ladies were there singing Can't Say No in front of me and I'd not seen it before 
I want, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not paying to, to listen to you. I'm paying to I listen to them. Paid Seventy-five pounds. Yeah. To watch them, I've not like this. Yeah, but it was it wasn't a good look for them, was it? Really, it wasn't. And then obviously, yeah, Alison apologised really mm-hmm. kind of profusely, which was really yeah. good. Um, but it, yeah, it was just really interesting for them to just go, oh yeah, that's the, that's the point, isn't it? To say, no, it's not. They, they couldn't have missed the point. Yeah. Like, they really couldn't. Um, but it's remarkable, I don't know. Yeah. But people are, people are weird, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what goes through someone's mind to think that... It, feels, it almost feels like, a, like an entitlement thing, doesn't it? And you're like, yeah. you're not in... No. Like, you're not the only person that's paid to see yeah. this. Like, we've all paid a lot of money to see yeah. this. And we don't need you spoiling our experience because it's all I mean I've not been on the opposite end of it in terms of being a performer and someone screaming the songs are yeah there was it was the thing in Manchester wasn't it oh yeah the, the bodyguard body yeah and they were just singing like that can't be riots and, and police like, called oh god but imagine as a, like that's so awful that scene. yeah but then just imagine if you, I don't know Weird. Yeah, and then you've got like, what was it the oh, Sunday with that alert? Oh, I just yes. kept seeing so many like performers going. Oh, a lot of people didn't turn their phones off today because that. Yeah, yeah. Like, three pm alert that we had. Which oh, I mean, I was just sat at home. So me too. I nearly threw my phone across the room. Yeah. I said, "Shit, I forgot." And then. Yeah, but. Um, no, they had to leave with their phones out of the studio where I work at. They were like, you have to leave them outside. I did that. Yeah. But I thought it was good. I thought it was supposed to turn people's phones on and alert them anyway. So, yeah. But apparently not. But you can turn them off. Which yeah. completely defeats the point, the point of, of it, having yeah. a national emergency yeah. alarm on people's phones. But then I think it was, I think they gave it the option to turn off in case, like, for like domestic abuse cases, I think, in case people right. like had a phone hidden or something, or uh, okay. I think I think that was the main reason, but not not for everyone yeah. else really. Fair. I think that was I think that was the main reason. I don't know why you turn them off. But it, yeah, but other than that, I don't know why you turn them off. For safety, yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. It was. But that's okay. And I didn't answer that question very well. At Mate, all. Don't worry. It's a it's a tough question. I don't know. I should. I think. I feel like I should give people the questions beforehand. Really. No, but that one really stuck. That one particularly stuck me. The rest is sort of fine. It's like personal experience. Whereas that one, you've got to like um, articulate, articulate some, yeah. your emotions, <laughs> which is quite an unusual thing to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go home and think about that and I'll voice note you and I'll say that's fine I'll attach it I'll attach it to the end end. it'll be really bad quality because the wind will be blowing or something (laughs) you've got the train and you'll you'll just hear mind the gap or whatever yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but yeah. No, that's perfect. Well, Cam, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and be part of the pod, and we'll stop the record and we'll carry on chatting. Thank yeah, you, mate. It was amazing. Thank you. And that was episode six. Thank you so much to Cameron for being on the podcast. We had such a lovely chat, so it was so nice to get him on. 
Be sure, as always, to check out what Cameron's up to. He's just signed with a brilliant new agent, so things are on the up for him, and I can't wait to see what he gets up to. Thank you so much to Acast for hosting. This has been a Dugan production. And thank you to you guys for listening. If you like the podcast, be sure to leave us a little review or tell your friends. Um, Yeah, spread the word. That is everything until next week. So thank you very much and we'll see you then. Bye for now.